Has anyone ever said to you, why don't you listen when I speak? I'm looking to see how long it takes till somebody jabs somebody with an elbow. Um, or uh, maybe if you listened to me, you would have heard what I said. I'm just glad she can't reach me. Um, no doubt many of us have had those words spoken to us at some point in our lives. Um, maybe a mom uh, calls her child's name 10,000 times. And the child says, I didn't hear you call me. Because they were preoccupied. Or a teenager says, I didn't hear you tell me or ask me to put the trash out. Or a wife says to her husband, I told you, you must not have been listening. How about this? Are you listening to me? Get off your cell phone. It is very easy to be distracted in our world. We actually live in a world that is in a constant state described by many as sensory overload. Very hard to find quiet and solitude. Uh, many families today, we have more conveniences and more sophisticated technology than ever. Now one would think that that would make life easier. But the truth of the matter is, um, many people's lives are crazy busy. The average work week is not 40 hours a week. Not by far. Uh, there are those demands. Um, in a family, there are many, many activities that children are involved in. Literally, parents can run at least once a day to drop off, pick up, attend, and sometimes more than once a day. Uh, there is constant activity and noise in the home. Whether it's coming from the television, from music, from video games, or from people shouting at social media. I mean, there's something always going on out there. Um, again, where's the solitude? And we hear lots of noise. Lots of noise. But unfortunately, we hear noise but we've learned to tune a lot of it out. And because we've, we've learned to tune out the noise, we've lost the art of listening as well. So during Jesus' earthly ministry, uh, he taught multitudes of people, and he spoke about his kingdom. There were those that were amazed by his teaching. And yet there were many who did not listen to what he said. Now today we begin a new sermon series. It is entitled Parables, the Greatest Stories Ever Told. And as we begin this series, I want to encourage you to put on the brakes, to try to take all of the lists of things that you know you want to accomplish today or tomorrow or this week or at work tomorrow and lay them aside. Try to block out the noise and seek to really listen. Now as we launch this series in our intro message today, our text is in Matthew chapter 13 verses 10 through 17. Uh, there is also a 
outline for this in your bulletin. If you have a Bible, I would encourage you to turn there. Otherwise, uh, follow along on the screen. And it begins saying, The disciples came to him and asked, Why do you speak to the people in parables? He re and he replied, Because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. This is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. For truly, I tell you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you will see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. And so we begin today, uh, Jesus is actually uh, sitting by a lake. Uh, we know from the set there is a large crowd of people gathered around him, and he was speaking in parables. And so uh, they ask, why do you speak in parables? Now before we go further, we need to understand what a parable really is. And so if you grab your outline, I have some definitions for you, uh, a definition of a parable, and there are three that I'm going to share with you. First of all, the word parable means to place beside or to place alongside. Um, you know, the, the, the first syllable, para, tells us that, okay? So um, it means to place beside or to place alongside. These are ideas. Then, a parable is a comparative story or word picture that uses an image or story to illustrate and teach a spiritual truth or a moral lesson. So a parable, uh, while it may not be a, uh, while it may just be a story, it's a story that was told to illustrate a moral lesson or a spiritual truth. And then lastly, a parable has a double meaning. There is a literal meaning that is apparent to anyone. And there is a spiritual deeper meaning that is apparent to those who are seeking truth. Double meaning. The one who has ears to hear, let him hear. And so that is what a parable is, and it's important for us to know that as we are moving into this study. Now, many of Jesus' parables refer to simple, everyday things. Uh, these would be things that his listeners would have been able to relate to. For example, a woman baking bread. Jesus told the parable of the leaven. A man knocking on his neighbor's door at night. 
the parable of a friend at night. Or the aftermath of a roadside mugging, the parable of the Good Samaritan. Parables also deal with in themes. For example, the growth of the kingdom of God. In the parable of the hidden treasure, or in the parable of a pearl of great price. There is a theme of the importance of prayer. We know the parable of the persistent widow. Or the theme of wise stewardship told in the parable of the talents. Then there's the parables of the lost sheep, lost coin, and lost son. A trio of stories found in Luke's gospel that deal with loss, redemption, and reconciliation. The parable of the faithful servant, the parable of the ten virgins, both have end time themes, warning people to be prepared for the day of Christ's return. Then there's parables and alone, such as the parable of the unforgiving servant, deals with the issue of unforgiveness. So Jesus used parables to reveal truth. But we need to understand that the truth was not intended for everyone. That statement might bother you, but we'll get through it, okay? Um, in verses, uh, verse 10, he says, um, it says, The disciples came to him and asked, Why do you speak in parables and to the people in parables? And Jesus responded in verse 11, and he said, because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Now that might be a little disturbing when you think about that. Uh, he says this knowledge of these secrets of heaven are not given to them. Does that bother anybody? It bothers me a little bit when I read that. Uh, because I, I believe theologically that the gospel is there for all. And all people have a choice to respond to it. And so, uh, in order to better understand this, we need to look a little deeper. And there are two reasons that I'm going to share with you today why Jesus' parables, we've already talked about them, but I'm going to give them to you in, in two reasons on your outline. And the first reason is this. Jesus spoke in parables to conceal truth from those who were curious but disinterested. So the them that the parables were not for was because those individuals were not interested in the first place. Parables either attracted those who were seeking and were interested in spiritual understanding or in this case those who were curious actually disinterested and stuck in spiritual blindness. In fact, in verse 13, it says, This is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. In some ways, anyone who was really seeking had the opportunity to understand. But this, as Jesus told this, these stories, it kind of sifted the audience. 
between those who were really seeking to understand and those who were opposed to Jesus' teachings. The parables, or excuse me, the Pharisees and the religious leaders, they weren't very excited about Jesus. They weren't really excited about the things that Jesus was trying to teach them. They had their own ideas. They had their own self-righteousness. They were doing their very best to live lives that were holy, and they were doing their best to keep all of the commandments. In fact, they had developed so many more commands to embellish the commandments as to not be able to even come close to breaking a commandment. They wrongly believed that they could, they could live a life that was good enough so that they would be accepted by God. We know that the Bible tells us that there is none who is righteous even one. And they were self-absorbed in their own plan. And because of their own design and what they perceived things to be, they rejected what Jesus was trying to tell them. They didn't understand God's plan. Since the moment sin entered the world, God promised that He would send a deliverer. And those who were of faith looked for a Messiah. And Jesus, who is the Messiah, was the very one who was teaching them. But they rejected him. They rejected him because he ate with sinners. They rejected him his teachings did not fit their own spiritual understanding. In some ways, they rejected him because his teaching revealed their own sin. His teaching poked holes in their own self-righteousness. Jesus spoke in parables hide spiritual truth from those who refused to accept it. The parables contained enough light, enough interest to attract those who were seeking. They also contained enough darkness to confound those who were willfully blind, who were unwilling. Jesus described those who were disinterested as seeing, though they do not see, hearing, though they do not hear, and said they are ever hearing, but not understanding. He was quoting from Isaiah 6 when he said that in verse 14 and following. He said, you will, ever, you will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn. And I would heal them. Their hearts had become calloused and hard. They had become deaf and blind to the truth. They had closed 
their eyes and closed their ears, and they did stand. And there is that common phrase that Jesus used as he would conclude parables. And in Mark 4, 23 is one such example where he says, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, looking out there, I believe we all have ears. The truth is, are, is it true of us that our ears are open to hear? Jesus used parables to conceal truth from those who were just curious or disinterested. But from those, or for, and from those who were hearing, but not really listening. But there's the other side of that. And that is found in the second purpose of, of this. And that is, Jesus used parables to reveal spiritual truth to those who were seeking it. Back in verse 11, and I'm going to bring that back up again. He said, the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Now remember, parables have a double meaning. There is a literal meaning. It is apparent to anyone who has experience with the subject matter. For example, baking bread, or whatever that might be. But there is a deeper meaning that reveals a spiritual truth. And that deeper meaning was revealed to those who were seeking truth who were seeking to gain a deeper understanding. Those were the ones that had ears to hear. Parables are told so that those who are genuinely seeking may understand spiritual truth. Sometimes people who were seeking didn't understand the parable. But because they were seeking, after listening to the story, sometimes they would say, what does this mean? And Jesus would explain it to them. And those who were not seeking would simply walk away and say, huh, I already knew that if I threw the, the seed on the stones, it wasn't going to grow. What was that worth? Okay, and that's what would happen. Jesus made it very clear the ability to understand parables was there for those who wanted understanding. And it was not given to those who were not seeking. So where does this understanding come from? Think about your own life. I often tell the story, um, as a kid in fifth and sixth grade, I went to what was called release time Bible school. And we went, uh, it was a Friday afternoon, we would leave our class at like 2 o'clock and we would go to a church in our community. And um, the people from Child Evangelism Fellowship were there. And if you know anything about Child Evangelism Fellowship in Carbon County, Debbie Ritchie was there. And uh, Debbie Ritchie, we know, I could guarantee, shared the gospel every, every, every time just as we do every time we do Good News Club here. I 
was interested in getting out of school an hour early on Fridays. I did not have ears to hear. I heard the gospel, I'm guessing, probably 40 times over those two years. Did not respond. At the age of 18, I heard the gospel. I was convicted of sin. And I placed my faith in Jesus as Savior. The point of that is, not everybody who heard the gospel responded, including me. But when I was attuned to the moving of the Holy Spirit, that was different. Because understanding of spiritual truth is conveyed by the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit helps us to understand spiritual truth. And by the way, it is the Holy Spirit that convicts us of sin. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 14, it says, But people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's Spirit. It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. Spiritual truth cannot be discerned by mere human understanding, but through the work of the Holy Spirit. Now does that mean that the Spirit of God chooses to reveal truth to some and leave everybody else in the dark? Well, sometimes, yes, it does. I need to clarify, God is not willing that any should perish. It is God's desire that every person would choose to trust Jesus as Savior. He is not standing there saying, I'll pick you, I reject you, as if you were lined up to, to play kickball, okay? Uh, you're, you're not on my team kind of thing. That's not it at all. Jesus died on the cross. He paid the penalty for the sins of the world. And his death is sufficient to pay the penalty for every person who has ever sinned. Doesn't mean everybody's automatically saved from that penalty of sin. It means that those who choose to believe will do so. God does not reject some. But... Because some are seeking, they will hear and understand. And because some are disinterested, they will reject it. And it boils down to, it's a heart issue. It's a heart issue. The one who is seeking, God will most certainly reveal himself and his truth to that individual. In fact, in Jeremiah 29, 13, it says, You will seek me and find me when you, search, when you seek me with all your heart. You can tell I learned that in another version somewhere along the line, right? You see, God does desire to reveal his truth to us. What he wants us to do is stop and listen. He says in Jeremiah 33, 3, 
Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Think about that for a second. If we would just put on the brakes. If we would just stop and listen. I wonder what God wants to teach me. I wonder what God wants to teach you. Among those who gathered that day were individuals, and they were seeking spiritual truth. They were like sponges, just trying to gain all that they could. And there were those who listened and said, oh, that was nice, and walked away. Jesus said to those who were seeking truth, he said in verse 16 and 17, but blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. For truly I tell you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but did not see it. And to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. There were those who were looking for the Messiah to come. And they were longing for that to happen. And they had hearts that were open, and yet it did not happen in their lifetime. They longed for it. But Jesus, as he's speaking, reminds them that he is there to reveal truth to them. Those who were seeking it. And he said, blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. Jesus spoke in parables to convey spiritual truth to those who were seeking, to those who had spiritual eyes to see and spiritual ears to hear. And he used comparative stories and word pictures to illustrate this spiritual truth and to teach moral lessons. And as we delve into parable after parable in this study, it is my desire, and I hope it is your desire, that you and I will really be listening. Are you listening? Our world is filled with a never-ending cycle of activity. It is increasingly harder to escape the noise. Hearing his voice allows us to grow in maturity as believers. When we quiet the noise and listen, he can speak to us. Hours before his crucifixion, Jesus prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. Amidst being in the final hours of his life, Jesus did not become distracted by his circumstances. Instead, he looked to the one who he knew had the answer. God is speaking to you. Are you listening? So as we conclude, here's the first question. 
will you commit to this sermon series? Now I understand. We all have things. And there are weeks that we just have things. And sometimes we cannot be live for a series because we have things. But each of us should be able to commit to learning more about God and His kingdom. Yes, our lives are busy. Yes, there are activities. There are work. There's work. There's all those kinds of things. But one thing about where we are today, we have technology. Even when Danette and I go away, we worship here because we can. And so I want to say, if you cannot be here every Sunday for these series, then why not log on to the website or onto Facebook or on Spotify or go to YouTube to our channel and listen to the message and seek continual spiritual understanding. And then secondly, what are you hoping to learn or better understand from this sermon series? What is it that you would like to learn? Do you have a desire to know God even more? Do you have a desire to have a deeper relationship with Him? Are you seeking the Holy Spirit to reveal truth to your heart? Are you looking to have a deeper understanding of the unsearchable things that you do not know? Let's pray. Father God, uh, we are excited to be able to delve into the parables uh, that Jesus taught. Uh, we're excited because we know that there are nuggets of truth, that there are spiritual things that we can all learn in this series. And I ask that as I am, or Pastor Josh is, preparing messages in this series, that you would give us a deep understanding of all of the truth that, so that we would be able to mine it out and extract it and then be able to communicate it in such a way that we have understanding and growth and transformation. And I do pray that there would be a, a, a high level of commitment and that there would be a desire in everyone's life to turn off the noise and to listen. Father, we thank you in advance for what you will teach us. In Jesus' name, amen.